Joining us right now on the Team Sports Network, the reigning RMAC Defensive Player of the Week and the reigning RMAC Defensive Player of the Year, Mac Reneker of the CMU Mavericks men's basketball team. Mac, good to talk with you. How have you been? I'm doing good. It's uh, good to talk to you, Tyler. Uh, enjoying the beautiful weather today, that's for sure. You know what? I, I will take what we have today uh, pretty much any day of the week. Uh, nice and sunny, clear and blue. Uh, let's talk about where you guys are at, and it's, it's been red hot lately. Uh, you guys are on a huge winning streak, and you've got your fourth Defensive Player of the Week award. What I find so interesting is, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, when you were playing last year, you only got Defensive Player of the Week like once, right? I believe so. This year, uh, I am fortunate enough to get awarded that four times already <laughs> this year. I'm uh, stoked about it, and it is great that the team is red hot, like you said, right now, and we got a big game this weekend on Friday against Fort Lewis, who is also one of the top teams in the RMAC, so it should really put a good test to our defense and offense, too, this weekend. We're going to talk about Fort Lewis more coming up here in just a little bit, but walk me through your approach. So, obviously, you got recognized as a great defender last year with the Conference Defensive Player of the Year award. You've now got a four-time Defensive Player of the Week award. You're obviously a front-runner for another Player of the Year Defensive uh, Conference award. Do you feel like your defensive game has evolved from last year to this year and has gotten better? Have you made any significant changes in your approach? What's kind of been your defensive game compared to last year, which was already a great year, to now this year? Uh, yeah, this year I have not really changed much, but this year for sure our coach has put a lot of pressure on us to focus as a team more on defense, and it seems like I've just been fortunate enough to be in the right spots at the right time with all the ball pressure that everybody on our team is putting, that sometimes the ball just comes right to me, and I seem to be, I seem to be getting rewarded for it. So Exactly. <laughs> Overall, I think our team defense is just really improving this year over last year, and I think that is helping me. Uh, overall. And when we talk with your coach, Mike DeGeorge, it seems like you know th- that's kind of echoing what you said, that the defense carries sometimes the offense where you create opportunities and then you switch it on the other end of the floor. You've been one of the leading scorers this year, and three-point shooting has been, uh, a, it seems to me from a sort of outside observer, that you guys have really put an emphasis on three-point shooting this year. Yeah, there is a lot of analytics that go into the game, especially in these higher levels, such as college. And uh, for our analytics as a team, what tells us that it's going to be best for us is more possessions. And to do that, we just got to get up shots faster. And we we have good shots. Don't pass it up waiting for a fantastic shot. So we're just trying to get up as many possessions as we can. And uh seems to be working right now, and that includes a lot of threes, which is pretty fun. Let's go back to this past weekend. You became the 21st member of the 1,000-point club for a Colorado Mesa Mavericks player career-wise over 1,000 points. For you, what does that mean to you? How significant is that for you? And what was kind of your reaction when you uh, when you heard that that was something you'd accomplished? Uh, yeah, it's awesome that I was able to achieve that goal. It was not a specific goal for me by any means because I'm mostly focused on defense. But overall, it's a great accomplishment, and I'm happy to be joining all those great players that have done it before me. I did not even really know that I was that close until the weekend before. 
uh, my coach, uh, BJ, the assistant coach, new guy this year who was awesome, told me, yeah, you're only 19 points away. And uh, so I, I knew that it was coming in the next week or two, but I was pretty happy when they acknowledged it at the media timeout. And it was pretty great to get a big clapping ovation. And I don't know, pretty awesome. Of course, your teammate Trevor Baskin, he got there last year. His father, John Baskin, is the all-time leading scorer. And i got to ask you, does he ever talk about maybe uh, outpacing and overtaking his dad for that record someday? Uh, I know that that would be pretty cool if he did. I uh, honestly am not sure exactly how far away he is, but I know that a couple of us every now and then will joke that you got to catch him, especially because <laughs> Mr. Baskin, John Baskin, is always at the games, and it's always fun to... Uh, joking around with those guys. They are a great family, and they're great basketball players for sure, and it's fun to watch them kind of compete a little bit in their legacies. I love it. I love it. Mac Rittaker joining us on the Team Sports Network today. Uh, let's talk a little bit before we get to the Fort Lewis game this week, and it, it's going to be a huge game. It's a top-10 matchup, uh, according to the latest coaches poll. Before we get to Fort Lewis, though, want to talk about, you mentioned B.J. Andrews, a new assistant coach coming on. Uh, you've got Mike DeGeorge, obviously head coach. We all know he's the guy in charge. And then you have Kyle Boucher, the assistant coach, and B.J. Andrews. You know, when we have, like, football, right, you have the head coach, you have the offensive coordinator, and you have the defensive coordinator. Can you kind of give us a little insight as to maybe what the role is that B.J. Andrews has provided and where he kind of – what kind of – what does he bring uh, to the coaching staff and to the to the scheme that you guys are running this year? Yeah, he has been a massive part this year. Uh, as you, I think you guys know, DeGeorge is more of a defensive guy, and he kind of is in charge of defense. Coach B, or Coach KB, Kyle Boger, is an offensive guy and in charge. And Coach BJ kind of just fills in all around. He does everything from he works out multiple guys every single day. He does the scouts for us. And the best part is, like, when he's at practice, he's not that much older than us. And he just, I think he's like 28 or 29, so he's a good median between uh, the players and the coaches. He is sees it a different way that the coaches do just because he's played uh, more recent. He kind of gets our point of view and he gets the coach's point of view. And overall, he has just been a great impact on the team of kind of getting everybody gathered and unified. Uh, he's in charge of the warm-ups during the game and gets us all loose and gives us a big pregame speech and gets everybody hyped up and ready to go. You mentioned something a little earlier I want to talk about real quick. You mentioned the analytics, that the idea that the strengths of your team, you can really build off of them by having more possessions, so that obviously plays into your defensive game. And so these these analytics, did that kind of come from Coach Andrews, or was that something that Mike DeGeorge brought in? What was kind of the uh, – who kind of brought that part of the game, the analytics side of the table? Uh, I think that was mostly Coach DeGeorge and Coach – uh, KB, they are both very intelligent guys, and even before Coach BJ got here this summer, they already were saying that we're going to get a new offense going this year after the loss of uh, losing our player point guard, Blaze Street, last year, who was also part of the 1,000-point club. Uh, we didn't really have a specific point guard that was going to come in and just be able to facilitate the offense as much, so we uh, they decided just to let everybody go out there and kind of free flow and play, and be uh, interchangeable. We don't really have certain roles on the team this year. Everybody just kind of does everything. And with the analytics that the coaches came up with, that is working for sure. 
Matt Rinnaker joining us on the Team Sports Network today. So then you got this Friday, top 10 battle. Uh, according to the latest coaches poll, we mentioned you guys ranked 7th, Fort Lewis, right behind you at 8th. And so it's a very good matchup on paper. You look at it, you guys are number one scoring offense in the RMAC. Fort Lewis is number two. Fort Lewis, the number two defense in the RMAC, and then you guys are the number fifth defense in the RMAC. And so I imagine for you guys going into this game, you know, you want to prepare and you, you want to give every team equal share and equal footing. But this one, this is going to have some some ramifications going in for like the RMAC tournament and stuff. What's been the message this week as you guys get ready for Fort Lewis? Yeah, this week is definitely just focusing on Fort Lewis. It's going to be a good check to see where we are at in not only the RMAC, but kind of the national uh, polls to see how good we are against the top 10 matchup again. We did get a loss against West Texas, who I think is ranked number one right now, right before Christmas. So I know that we've been working on some stuff since then. And just to see where we're going to match up against Fort Lewis, who is very talented this year, will be a great time and be very fun to watch. So it'll be great. Of course, the crowd's going to be all in your guys' side. It's going to be the Blizzard and Brownson wideout game. It's going to be a uh, crazy environment. And you guys have done really, really well at home. For you, what's kind of the impact that you feel playing at home versus playing on the road? Yeah, the obvious uh, toll is or difference is just travel. It's nice to be able to get a good night's rest in your own bed right before the game get up, use your own training room, not have to be on the road, eat hotel food. You can kind of cook the meals that you like before time. But then also just knowing that you're at home, and especially this weekend, students are back in town. It's going to be a massive crowd. Uh, it's going to be a fun environment, and just knowing that it's your house and you kind of got to defend it is always uh, motivational enough. But at the same time, just knowing you got to go out there and do your best wherever you are. But for sure at home, you got to bring it. All right, we got a couple more questions for you. One is is about your team and your and a teammate of yours specifically. Uh, we've talked with Coach DeGeorge uh, and Coach Pochet about the return of Ethan Menzies and bringing him back and and reintegrating him back into the system from a coaching standpoint. But I want to ask you, as a teammate of his, what's it been like seeing Ethan come back and come back from two years off the court, recovering from those injuries as a teammate of his, what's that been like seeing him get some, uh, some minutes as of late? Yeah, it has been one of the best things to watch. I came in to the same uh, grade as Ethan about five years ago and just, he was so dominant right from the beginning that he was kind of a coach almost to me as somebody who was trying to fill his backup role. And into the injury, he was always there, even when he was injured, kind of trying to coach and still be active in the team. He's been a captain every year that he's been injured still. And that just kind of shows how much respect that all the guys have for him, especially me after being one of the guys that has been able to play with him the longest. And just seeing him back out there on the court mentally is just fantastic, and especially because he contributes a lot to the team on and off the court. So on the court, he is just so intelligent that he knows exactly where the play is going to be where he's supposed to be and how he's supposed to do it. And it's awesome to see him back out there. All right. Last question for you, non-basketball related. When Mac Rineker is not in season, training for a game, going to practice, in-game, when he's not, when he is not basketball, Mac Rineker, what is he doing in his free time? Ooh, anything outdoors. 
I uh, love camping, fishing, and hunting. And overall, I'd say that is what I try to do most of my free time. But, you know, there's always chores to be done. But <laughs> uh, whenever I have some free time and fun time to go out on the weekend, I normally like going out and getting outdoors and checking out some new area of this beautiful Colorado that we're living in. I was going to say, as a uh, as yourself as a Steamboat Springs resident, I imagine the outdoor is pretty important to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially because during the season... We don't get out much skiing for much skiing because we got practice every day and we don't want to get hurt. Right. So, off yeah. season, you got to make up for it. Exactly. Well, Mac, uh, it's been an, an, a lot of fun watching you guys this year, and we hope to continue watching you guys succeed. Uh, Mac Rineker, reigning RMAC Defensive Player of the Week. We will catch up with you Friday. Uh, we'll have the call for the game starting with coverage of 515 right here on the Team Sports Network. Mac Rineker, great to talk with you, man, and uh, good luck this Friday against Fort Lewis. Thank you. I appreciate it. Good talking with you, too.